Hello and welcome to Crosstalk, where all things are considered. I'm Peter Lavelle. The West is all in on the side of Israel. It is essentially forbidden to speak of de-escalation and negotiations. At this point, Israel's war aims are unclear. However, if we use history as a guide, there is no military solution to this conflict. It can only be a political resolution. Cross-talking Palestine, I'm joined by my guest, Misty Winston in Columbus. She is a political activist as well as host of the Misty Winston Show on TNT Radio. In London, we have Bruce Saik. She is a political and social broadcaster on GB News. And in St. Petersburg, we cross to Hassan Unal. He is a professor at the Department of Political Science and International Relations at Bashkent University. All right, Crosstalk Rules in Effect, that means you can jump anytime you want, and I always appreciate it. Let's go to our guest in London. You know, I'm, I you very rarely quote the New York Times in this program because it's not an authoritative source of information, needless to say, when it comes to Palestine. But they had a, a, a guest op-ed that asked a very important question, if not the most important question when it comes to this conflict. And it, it's titled, Does the U.S. Really Want a Mass Expulsion in Gaza? And I think that is the question here. And we can talk about strategy and tactics and all of this, but that's what it gets down to, is the fate of Gaza. Your thoughts, please. Ultimately, this is absolutely concerning because obviously we have like the Western world totally involved in this as well. And from the perspective of somebody that's sitting in Great Britain, I can see how heavy that is right now. And this mass expulsion that we do look at, this is something that's been incrementally been happening for decades. So it's certain that we know that there is a side of both Biden and Netanyahu that probably want to have an expulsion of Gazans from especially the the northern part at the moment, because what we know is that as soon as um, Gazans, Palestinians are expelled from their land, that land gets occupied. Perhaps this is something more to do with not really wanting a two-state solution. So if, so if Israel ultimately has more land, they can just go ahead with one-state solution well, and not have needs at all. That, that's, well, that's what it really boils down to. Misty, um, um, we had Secretary of State uh, uh, Blinken um, you know, jumping around the Middle East on a, trying to reenact Henry Kissinger's uh, shuttle diplomacy, which he apparently has failed utterly. There are no deliverables here. And he said, you know, we're, we want to set up, we're thinking about doing, we want to plan. He's not doing any of those things for the reasons that our guest just said in London. This is a way somehow to, to conduct an an expulsion of 2.2 million people and get away with it and call themselves humanitarians in the process. Go ahead, Misty. It's incredibly interesting to watch it play out. Um, and you're absolutely right. I think that Blinken has very clearly not gotten any kind of deliverables, anything of substance. And I think that that was probably never the goal. Um, I think it's almost certainly uh, the, what we've just described here, that they are attempting to, um, you know, it, as we mentioned, this has been going on for decades. And I think that this is just an escalation of the uh, of the expulsion that we've been seeing. They're just trying to, um, you know, ramp this up a little bit, move it along a little bit quicker. And so I think we're trying, they're, they're trying to, uh, as you said, get these, uh, get Palestinians out of the North, um, they'll just move into that land, and I think uh, you know we have people like Nikki Haley, um, fully full-throated support uh, of taking in a million Palestinians into the United States, which is interesting considering uh, her rhetoric about immigration in general. But I think that the reason why her and others like her are doing that is because if those Palestinians come here, Israel gets to take that land. Well, Hassan in St. Petersburg, there was Joe Biden had an interview a few days ago. I think it was CBS News. 
And he said it, it would be a mistake for Israel to occupy Gaza. And then he said in the same interview, and I don't know, we, it's hard to tell if, if this guy is, you know, if he's so senile now. Is he, is it a gaffe? Is he letting something, uh, uh, revealing something? He said, he talked about a Palestinian authority. Is he talking about the PA and the West Bank? Because it sounds like they want to get Mahmoud Abbas on, a, on the back of an Israeli tank and take him to Gaza. Go ahead in St. Petersburg. Well, I would think um, when the Americans talk about um, uh, occupying the whole of Gaza or, or launching a full-scale military operation into that uh, strip uh, by Israel being a mistake, I would think they are a bit uh, talking about geopolitically. So a United States which would get involved in the Middle Eastern affairs again and again, that would certainly clearly demonstrate the United States uh, sort of disengagement from the Ukrainian conflict. I mean, what has what the Ukrainian conflict has got up to um, uh, is a stage where the Western world has lost the war. But you know, uh, when it comes to officially um, admitting that they have lost it, you, you need something, uh, some sort of a pretext, perhaps. But then um, uh, this is one thing. The other thing, uh, the, if the United States were to get involved in Middle Eastern uh, politics and affairs and military conflicts over and over again, this would not only uh, turn the tide in the United States um, against any government uh, in power, but it would also give China uh, further time to basically carry on with its economic development and uh, making its military preparations uh, with regard to a potential war in Taiwan. If they, if they are talking about these geopolitical concerns in mind about what it is, then um, uh, we would wish that these geopolitical concerns would sort of restrain the Israelis from any large-scale military operation in Gaza. And the other uh, side of the coin is Israel has found a pretext on which it wants to um, launch a large-scale military operation in Gaza. But then the problem is um, uh, it would uh, basically, it would not uh, be easy for Israel to, to do what it wants to, to expel all these people from Gaza um, is almost a sheer impossibility, uh, as I can see from my, uh, where I stand. And uh, Israel would have to sustain enormous casualties. Israel is not a country that can easily sustain casualties and uh, the government in, uh, in power would sort of um, explain it to the public. Well, it, it, let's go back to London, uh, Bushra. Uh, it, it seems to me that Hamas basically gamed this out. They had a pretty good idea exactly what Israel was going to do, and Israel is doing it. It's, Israel doesn't have a strategy. This is all about revenge, but that is, that is a strategic mistake, okay? Um, and, and Hamas is fully aware of this, and they know that um, at a certain point there is Hezbollah and other regional players that will react. I don't know exactly what no one does, but this Hamas understood what they were doing, and I'm not I am not um, um, covering for Hamas. Hamas uh, uh, fighters, if they committed uh, atrocities in Israel, they should be held accountable for it, like Israelis should be held accountable for atrocities. Go ahead in London. 
Ultimately, I think, you know, this is a very complex political placement right now as well. And I think Hamas are always all also aware that there is this illusion about a two-state solution, that Saudi has been in discussions with Jordan and with USA and with Israel. Because ultimately, since 2009, when um, Benjamin Netanyahu even endorsed the two-state policy and said that he would discuss that, they have still been occupying parts of Palestine, parts of Gaza. So therefore, it's an illusion. And so maybe Hamas themselves know that actually there is no honesty in this. There's no truth in this. So perhaps that trap was set up. Israel has been lured into it. And so both of them are playing the game that they want to play. Ultimately, I believe that two-state solution is, is an illusion. There is no substance behind it. Well, and I, I think there, there might have been at one time, but dear... That was a long, long time ago. And let me go back to Misty in Columbus. I, I, I'm glad this was brought up here, the two-state solution, when Joe Biden said it. I mean, Joe Biden, when it was viable, Joe Biden was a young man, okay? When it, that, that's, how, that's how ridiculous this is right now. There is no two-state solution. Israel has never wanted it. And what they've wanted is to cobble up as much land as they can, and they want to do it all over again with Gaza. Misty. For sure. I think that the two-state solution has, is long gone. I think that there was a time when that was maybe a possibility. I think even Hamas had agreed to uh, the 1967 borders. They, despite they the did. Fact that they, they did. They did. They didn't want to recognize Israel, but they were willing to accept those 1967 borders. So I think that that was a, a possibility at one time. I think it was always very tenuous, but I think that uh, we have long uh, since passed that, uh, that window of opportunity. I think that there is no way that that, especially given everything that has happened over this past week, I think that there's absolutely no case for that uh, to be made whatsoever. So I think that we are certainly looking at, um, uh, as you said at the very top of the show, this needs to be a political solution. This needs to be, um, you know, something that is not military. There is no military solution for this. I think that we've seen that play out over decades. Uh, and we are either going to see the bombings continue and the deaths continue, or there's going to be a political solution that somebody enacts. Um, and I just think that that's going to be a one-state solution where everybody has equal rights. Um, and that's the plan. And it's been for a very long time. But you have to have willing, honest players to do that. And we don't in this case here. Hassan, it seems to me, <clears throat> it seems to me that Hamas is willing to commit suicide to save the Palestinian people. Is that an overstatement? Well, difficult to tell um, whether Hamas consciously basically created a trap to lure Israel into, um, to basically keep the Palestinian, uh, Palestinian resistance um, uh, conscious, one way or the alive, one way or the other or whether actually Hamas actually tested its uh, new capabilities that it has over, uh, over the last few years um, uh, acquired um, is difficult to say. But uh, what it is, is if Israel were to uh, go into Gaza in the, in the way we are all expecting, then, then it would turn into a, uh, uh, into a big trap for Israel. There is no question about it. But at the same time, the problem is, and uh, uh, the Palestinian question lingers on. How are you going to resolve it? You know, That's it right. is easy for all those states to basically uh, utter uh, a two-state uh, two solution to it. Yes, um, uh, it would be better, but you would have to have an Israeli government really willing and serious, in good faith, negotiating a settlement to the 
Palestinian or, or, or question. Who's, who's, I'm sorry, or uh, suffer a military defeat. That is the only way that is going to happen. Goodwill? Well, Come on. If, I mean, if, just, if uh, it is know, going to suffer uh, a military defeat, uh, then we will have to wait. Okay, we'll have to wait, and we're going to have to go to a short break. And after that short break, we'll continue our discussion on Palestine. Stay with our team. Welcome back to Crosstalk, where all things are considered. To remind you, we're discussing Palestine. Okay, let's go back to our guest in London. Another one of the burning questions when everything is said and done, I mean, this conflict will come to an end at some point. I truly believe it. Has, uh, 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 um, horrific costs uh, for, um, for uh, civilians and, and, and everyone all around. This is absolutely tragic here. But who will rule Gaza? See, this is, I think, this is where I think um, um, uh, Blinken and others are trying to find a way where they can continue the open air prison, just have the, 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 uh, a more amenable prison ward. Your thoughts? My thoughts are one of the uh, discussions that we're having here in the UK is, is about the moral high ground. And let's just say for this discussion that Israel at the moment hold the moral high ground. As the number of, as the death toll increases, as more Palestinians die effectively, um, they are going to lose that. And even though we are going to see, you know, um, them claiming that they are doing this to defend themselves, uh, you know, in some, some people will agree that that's what they want to do. But like, essentially, they will lose that and they will not hold a moral high ground. So I think at that point, it's going to be a turning point for Palestinian people. And then at that point, we will establish who is going to run uh, Gaza and Palestine. Because even at the moment, I don't know, but I certainly know that they are losing a lot of faith globally. I think people oh, are yeah. slowly understanding what's going on. Oh, absolutely. That was one of my questions. And I think that, you know, you can uh, um, have Western capitals throw all their support they want, as I said in the top of the program. But if you look at the protests all through Europe, I mean, that they're not reflecting the government whatsoever. And this should have been expected. It should have been very much expected. You know, Misty, one of the very odd situations that we're, the world is facing here is there are up to at least 500 nationals uh, in Gaza that have foreign passports. Many of them from the UK, the United States. What about their lives? If they are of any value whatsoever, I don't see Anthony Blinken talking about those people. I don't hear the British government talking about their own nationals as well. This puts them in a real quandary because, as you know, who has the moral high ground? Go ahead, Misty. No, you're absolutely right, and I think that we've also seen the Israeli officials. Uh, you know, they they very clearly do not care about those people or the hostages that have been taken. And I think that that's why uh, they. I don't, in my opinion, they do not hold the moral high ground at this point. I think that we have seen uh, the support for Israel. I think that their very cynical campaign of labeling any criticism of the Israeli government as anti-Semitic. I think that that has very much lost its effectiveness, and I think people are starting to see through that charade. And I think since the internet uh, burst onto the scene, and in particular, I think since social media really became a galvanizing force. I think that we have started to see public opinion shift on this issue in a huge way. And I think that the protests that we have seen over the course of the past week are certainly indicative of that. I think that um, around the world, I think that the people recognize uh, who the oppressor is, who the oppressed is, regardless of what the current situation is. Um, and I think that that's, I think, I think that's why we're starting to see a little bit of desperation, in my opinion, from is, uh, Israel. Um, I think they realize they're starting to lose that information war. And I think that that's something that they're trying to contend with. Yeah, well, that's 
that's why their favorite weapon is censorship, okay? Yeah. And I know a lot about that, about having the wrong thoughts, okay? Uh, Hassan, let's go back to you in St. Petersburg. It, let's look at the players on the ground. We have uh, Hamas, we have Hezbollah, we have uh, Iran. And collectively, they're very powerful, but when each one of them acts separately, they're not as powerful. That's why I think uh, Hezbollah's uh, role in this will only grow, because if Hamas is taken out, then Hezbollah uh, is weakened, and, 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 and Iran's view of the region also. So do you see them working collectively together? Because if there is any, any real form of eth ethnic cleansing, uh, Hezbollah has to react. It simply has to. Go ahead in St. Petersburg. Well, I agree. Um, in the case of a whole-scale uh, massacre of the Gazan people, you know, all the horrific pictures uh, streaming out of Gaza, um, uh, I would think um, uh, it would be impossible for Hezbollah to remain um, a passive onlooker. Um, at some stage, they might uh, get involved, and uh, we all know Hezbollah is much more capable of conducting uh, a type of warfare that, uh, that it has created against Israel and in all the uh, military conflicts, um, it has been able to repel any Israeli attack um, on Hezbollah. And uh, the last one was in uh, 2000, 2006, and Hezbollah again managed to uh, uh, inflict heavy casualties on Israel and pushed Israel back. And uh, since then, I think they have been uh, rearming in every sense. And uh, they keep saying that their uh, particularly missiles could hit any part of Israel. Um, whether or not uh, this would actually happen um, uh, would largely depend on what Israel does in Gaza, I would think, and, uh, and how uh, basically Hamas would calculate uh, the pros and cons of entering the conflict. Um, but whether the United States would also get into the conflict and bomb Hezbollah positions together with Israel, and whether they would, uh, their uh, intervention uh, would make a, a great deal of impact on the Israeli position, or uh, on whether they would actually push Hamas back, uh, push Hezbollah back, uh, depends on a lot of things, but uh, the real um, uh, problem would, would would lie with Iran. You know, Netanyahu seems to want to basically take the Americans together with Israel uh, in a campaign against Iran. Well, that, that, that's, it, that's what it seems to me, too. Let me go back to London here. I'm glad this was brought up. So Netanyahu wants the Americans to attack I Iran during all of this, and they will take care of, uh, of Gaza, which, of course, in a lot of circles in the United States in the foreign policy blob, they would love that, because nobody will be talking about the Palestinians. They'll be just talking about how they've gone after the mullahs. That's what they're thinking. But I absolutely believe that if the U.S. started attacking Hezbollah, uh, Iran has assets all through the region. American military bases would pay a very high price. Go ahead in London. Oh, absolutely. I mean, lots of people have been discussing this to say that this is what Israel wants. They ultimately want the U.S. to back them. Um, if it gets to that point, I do genuinely believe that it's going to be a catastrophe catastrophe. If it gets to that point, we are going to have Hezbollah, who are naturally going to defend 
Gaza. They are going to do that as the casualties go up, as we see that international laws are broken. Hezbollah will have no choice but to intervene. And people cannot underestimate the power that Hezbollah has right now. You know, people are discussing about, you know, ammunition, how many weapons they have. Hezbollah, if what we've seen happen with Hamas, what Hamas are doing, in comparison, they pale to Hezbollah. And we know that ultimately, if it's going to go down the road of Iran, I also believe that Biden isn't going to back that. Biden is not going to back that, which is why we're seeing him slowly backtrack. He's now saying we need to de-escalate. This cannot extend. But it seems like there are internal politics between Netanyahu and Biden that we are also not seeing. So they are not on the same page either. I genuinely believe that. Yeah, well, you know, wag the dog. You know, that's that's always been the situation here. You know, you know, Misty, um, I, I I usually don't talk about uh, domestic American politics here, but Joe Biden is down in the polls. Nobody particularly likes him. The economy is not doing well. Uh, he's got some family problems, if you know what I mean. And his war in Ukraine is gone nowhere. It's been a boondoggle. My goodness, a new opportunity is on the horizon. Because he, even when he was vice president, his relationship with Netanyahu was very poor. Uh, it was poor during the first part of his administration here. And now he has an opening. Is this pure cynical politics, Misty? I certainly don't put it past them. I mean, I, I agree. Cynical. I agree with you completely. <laughs> I agree. I definitely don't put it past them. I think that we've seen this time and time again. Anytime a president happens to be in trouble in the polls uh, or with an approval rating number, uh, there's always that war button that they can push uh, to kind of boost themselves. And I think that we've seen kind of, uh, you know, sh uh, shadows of that. We've seen it, it, uh, the Ukraine situation, I think, was a great example of him uh, trying to bolster his numbers. That obviously didn't work out in his favor. But we've seen him. I mean, just recently he gave an interview where he, where he was asked, can we handle two wars at the same time? And he's like, yeah, we're America. You know, like we're, we're the most powerful country on earth. And he's trying to, uh, you know, create a sense of strength, create a sense of leadership. Um, I just don't think that it's going to be enough. I think, as you said, he is already so far down in the polls. Already his uh, his presidency has been uh, kind of a nightmare and, and really uh, ineffective on so many fronts. I think that people are really fed up. Uh, in particular, I think they're really fed up with these continual and nonstop wars. So I think that um, while this may have worked in the past, I'm a little bit skeptical about how it, it would be effective here uh, going into 2024. But we will see. We shall see. Well, 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 Misty, I mean, you know, let's go back to uh, Tony Blitzkrieg, the Secretary of State, okay? <laughs> I mean, so he oversaw the evacuation of Kabul. He's oversaw this ridiculous war in Ukraine. And now he's going to be Henry Kissinger? Really? Okay. This is, these people are so out of their depth. Let me go to Hassan because we're running out of time here. Hassan, I, I think the region, for the most part now, what makes it different now is that they're not as afraid of the United States as they used to be. Do you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Oh, yes, definitely. Because um, with the emergence of multipolarity, I mean, you can see lots of countries um, changing their traditional positions. Uh, but for the multipolarity, we could have hardly seen Iran and uh, Saudi Arabia and the Gulf Arab countries basically normalizing their relations. But for multipolarity, again, we could hardly have seen Turkey um, uh, cutting a balancing act between NATO and Russia and other uh, yeah. powers in the world. So the multipolarity is going to play, uh, is going to impact on the Middle East to a great extent. And uh, any U.S. involvement in the way we are describing uh, would be, would turn out to be a terrible mistake.
Well, it, it's you know, in closing here, I think it's it's we should really um, uh, reflect upon the fact that it took the start of this of this conflict. In, 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 again, no one should be given a pass for atrocities. But it, it, it took such a tragic event for the world to remember that there are people suffering in, in Palestine on the Gaza Strip. All of a sudden, we have to remember them. We're being forced to be moral people again. That's very, very difficult in the West. And I think that, you know, as this plays out here, we have to remember to keep a moral compass and speak out for people that have no power. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do on this program. And, I'll, and I appreciate all three of you participating in that. That's all the time we have. I want to thank my guests in uh, Columbus, London, and in St. Petersburg. And of course, I want to thank our viewers for watching us here at RT. See you next time. Remember, Crosstalk News.